0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. All kinds of things going on around the world of the NBA, especially involving. Oh my goodness, Kyrie Irving. Here we go again. We're going to dive into all of it, but first, quick reminder, if you're joining us right here on the NBA Front Office YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to turn on notifications as well. We've got some good things coming for the start of the NBA season. If you're listening to the podcast version of this over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, make sure you follow us as well. Keith, how are you doing, man? Let's talk about your favorite guy, Kyrie Irving.
1: I have no personal dislike for Kyrie Irving. I just want to put that <laughs> out there. I don't agree with the vast majority of the things he says, um, but but I, I don't dislike Kyrie Irving. But yeah, it's uh, well, we. Got a little closure, I guess. To to this, mm-hmm. uh, it was funny. We were watching TV last night when um, I saw people like, "Wait, Kyrie's going live on IG." So I was like, "Oh, well, I gotta pop in and and watch that." I have, I have a stealth IG account that I don't use for anything other than uh, following a handful of people. I was going to say, Keith, so, I'm
0: I'm hurt. I, I asked you months ago if you had an Instagram account, mm-hmm. and you said, "Oh no, I don't uh, even do Instagram." Now I find nope. out you've got a burner nope. Instagram account.
1: <laughs> oh. it. Quiet. I'm going to I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna what, storm you know, out of you know, this
0: podcast, man. That's it,
1: man. Take go off. Hit the road. You leave me all by myself. Um, that's kind of my dream. Then I can just talk the whole time. Um, it'd be great. Oh, Instead of the 10 seconds I give you each show. Um, it's. Uh, yeah. So he basically went on. I'm, I'm very much going to paraphrase because mm-hmm. it was it was long. It was a lot of stuff that he said. The things we care about for basketball reasons are uh, he will not get vaccinated. He has no plans to get vaccinated and he is basically uh, not happy, but accepting of the fact that he can't play. Uh, He said he's going to continue to work on it and see where that can go. But uh, don't expect to see him around uh, anytime soon um, playing in a basketball game.
0: And then as far as, you know, things that are kind of up our alley contractually. Word also broke that then the Nets will not offer him a contract extension that would have been at about 184 ish, 185 ish million, right in that range. And we already know that he's sacrificing roughly about 16 million or so dollars by not playing in any of the home games the away games he will still get paid for so he's losing that chunk of money plus this contract extension for him is still not is not going to be there anymore so moving forward what does this look like i mean let's let's say keith we live in a world where we go through this entire season and that mandate does not go away the end of the season it's still Mm -hmm. in place we hit the off season what happens
1: to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, this is completely unprecedented. So I don't have a really great answer. I mean, he's got a player option. Right. Uh for next year for 36.9 million, I would I don't know, does he Completely opt out of that and let that go away. Does he opt into it just so he has some right. form of uh, locked-in pay- payment coming his way? I-, I really don't know the answer to that. To that question, I- it's a good one. I just I I don't know how to answer. I mean, that.
0: I'm just thinking through this. Like we could be talking about the end of Kyrie Irving with the Nets. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying that's what's likely to happen. But just projecting forward, if we get to the off season, he's out the. In- let's say he's out the entire season. The mandate does not go away. He's out the entire season. And then he gets that player option. Well, he could either get whatever it is, half of, of his money for sitting at home. Maybe it's what, it's $18 million for staying at home and mm-hmm. not playing. Or he declines that player option and he signs with a team that would allow him to play where a mandate isn't in effect. I mean, that's that's what we could be staring down next offseason because the Nets, again, they're saying, we're not going to offer you this extension when we have no idea when you'll actually be able to play for us again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the, the crazy thing is because it looked like this was one of those rare partnerships because Durant locked in mm-hmm. his extension. It sounded by all accounts, James Harden and Kyrie Irving were going to do the same, that this was going to be one of those partnerships that might last for several years. And here we are, we may get the sum total of one season of Kyrie and Kevin Durant playing, because if we remember, KD didn't play the first year. So we got a handful of games from Kyrie that first mm-hmm. year before he got injured. Then last year we got to see them together some uh, around their both of their their injuries. Uh, and then I, I think we got six or eight games with James yeah. Harden with those two, two, and then a handful of games in the playoffs, and then that was it. And this could be could be it. In in a way, none of us clearly ever expected. Right? It wasn't anything uh, any of us expected it for these reasons. Okay. But this is why when people start tweeting things like. That's it it's over yeah. for the next 10 years and all those other things stuff happens the most unexpected crazy things happen and this is one of them and that's why you really gotta kind of take each year by by itself and look at it and evaluate it for that season and that's not saying teams don't and shouldn't have long term uh uh you know processes mm-hmm. to to set themselves up but it really is you got to really evaluate each year as itself as it comes yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely true. And that's this could very much change the balance of power in the Eastern Conference. It could change uh, who wins the NBA championship this year. It could change. I mean, right, right now, the Nets have been the favorites to win the championship. And I still think with with Durant and Harden, they've got enough firepower to still get it done. Um, we saw last year that with two of their stars, they looked like, I think they played the highest level of basketball that we saw of anybody last year when they had at least two of their stars in the playoffs. It was ridiculous. They were shooting 50-40-90 as a team right? Like that's, that's mm-hmm. insane. But the margin for error shrinks considerably without one of those stars. And that's where the Nets are run- yep. are going to run into maybe a little bit of trouble here. And then moving forward, if this leads to a breakup between the Nets and Kyrie, I mean, look, I, I watched the interview earlier today with Steve Nash when uh, the reporters asked Nash, did you watch what Kyrie said on Instagram? And he said, no, he said, I kind of, I just want to move on. I want to focus on the guys that we've got here. The Nets, as an organization, may wind up moving on without Kyrie p- permanently.
1: Yeah, yeah, very, very well could be. Now, for this year, as you said, so they're they're playing right yeah. now as we're recording this in their final preseason game, and they started tonight. They they went big, and that's one of the options they have without Kyrie is to to go big. I mean, they still have that option with Kyrie, but it's just less likely. But they went with Nick Claxton and Paul Millsap up front because. Uh, Blake Griffin is sitting out for a rest day. Uh, I don't know if Aldridge is going to play off the bench or not tonight, but he didn't start. But then they went with Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, and James Harden as kind of the wing in the backcourt. Mm -hmm. And that is – One of the options they have is to go big like that. They could also move KD up a position and put another guard in there. You could put Bruce Brown in there and start him. Uh, Some people have suggested Patty Mills. I think they'll probably still play Patty Mills off the bench just because, I mean, Patty Mills has been doing that uh, big-time bench role for (laughs) – what, a Forever. decade and a half uh, feels like now. So it's um I'm not sure you're, you're going to upset that. Um, 12 years, I, I was a little over on my estimate <laughs> on Patty Mills. I had to look. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, or does a guy like Cam Thomas, who's been really impressive kind of in this preseason and looked really good in summer league, does he force his way in? The Nets are okay. I guess that's the easy way to, to say this. But you hit the nail on the head. Their margin for error now is reduced. Big time because if something happens to Harden or Durant, now you're down to one. And now all of a sudden, any advantage you had over anybody else is is basically gone. Um, I think still the favorites, but now they're no longer overwhelming favorites. They're just now a really good team. But I think they're a lot closer to Milwaukee, to the Lakers, and let's see if somebody else can kind of bust into that group. That's kind of my my uh, tier of three at the
0: sure. top. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I've got I got nothing to add to uh, to that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with with Kyrie? Or are you are you ready to move move no. past him? <laughs> I'm ready to move on. Let's too. move on. Let's talk Zion Williamson. So Zion uh, revealed today. Uh, It's going to be two more weeks until his broken foot gets reevaluated. That's going to put him out for at least the first week of the regular season. Not great for the Pelicans. I've seen a lot of Pelicans fans as well who are concerned about the physical conditioning of Zion. Pretty hard to keep in shape when you have a broken foot. So even when Zion is come back, even when he's when he's healthy, right, healthy enough to step foot on the floor, it's going to take time for him to get his legs under him again, get back into shape, all that kind of stuff. So the Pelicans could be off to a rough start. And I want to stress this because this came out, came up in Lakers world quite a bit with Taylor Horton Tucker and Trevor Ariza both when the word used is reevaluate that does not mean the player's back at that time that means that's when they're checking in to see if they're healing properly and then you're going to get an update from there so we can't even take this as oh, okay well Zion's back in 2 weeks he's only missing the first week of the season the pelicans may be out with, be without Zion for even longer maybe they won't maybe he turns out he's fine in 2 weeks but we don't know right now And a slow start for the Pelicans is only going to add more pressure. Then you're only going to start hearing more about Zion's future. Could he be pried away from New Orleans at some point, right? Those stories are going to keep popping up if they do indeed get off to a slow start.
1: Yeah. So we think of a guy like Talon Horton Tucker – Where it's a thumb injury, he can still keep his conditioning up because he can still run. He can still do all those things. Zion, presumably, can't do any of that. Now, there's the anti-gravity treadmills and Mm -hmm. the underwater treadmills and all those other things. And I'm sure they're working through all that stuff. But generally, you're absolutely right with that is you hear that reevaluate. And there's usually a week or two after that. Before the guy gets yeah. back, so a lot of times it's conditioning stuff. Uh, sometimes if their conditioning is good, it's just timing, getting their basketball rhythm back, and and then they go. So yeah, I think for the Pelicans too. Why this is really tough is they don't have a great replacement for him on the roster. Now let's there's be not fair; a, it's not a great not a replacement in the in the <laughs> league. Not a, exactly, <laughs> you know. but for guys who can really play the four, not it doesn't look too good. They're their bigs aren't really guys who can play the four. Valentunas and Jackson Hayes mm-hmm. and Willie Hernan Gomez, they're really pure fives. Um, Brandon Ingram can slide up, but we know what happens when that happens. Your defense kind of goes to crap just because he's just not big yeah. enough to hold uh, hold off those guys. Uh, Najee Marshall can do some of that, but more of a perimeter-based guy. Uh, Trey Murphy, the third, he's a rookie, but... Again, another perimeter guy. So that's where it gets a little tough. I mean, it might be Herb Jones, the the rookie second rounder, might be their best bet there. My guess is they'll just play small and and move Brandon Ingram up and just kind of lean on their offense while Zion is out. But it it is a little messy. And I'll say one other thing on this too. What's really disappointing is it was only a couple weeks ago at Media Day when David Griffin broke this news and said his exact comment was he'd be back for The regular season so we're all Like all right well this sucks that This happened but we'll see him in a Few weeks and he'll start and now He's saying well I said back for the Regular season I never said this start and it's oh Like gosh. it's just that to me Is very dishonest yeah. Um, there, there's, you know, I don't know why we have to play these games. There's no competitive balance being achieved here or, or even a rather a competitive advantage, I should say, being achieved by holding off on announcing his, um, you know, injury at this point. So it's just very frustrating. Um, you know, and, and as you said, it's going to put them in a tough spot and in the West, I mean, in the East this year too, but in the West, we know you lose ground early on. It's really hard to make up mm-hmm. that ground. Now they almost did it a couple years ago. Uh, the bubble season yeah. right they went in and like if if that season hadn't paused they had a super easy schedule they might have been able to pull all the way back and get into the play-in or well what ultimately ended up the play-in they might have been able to get into the playoffs but it's going to be tough if they lose a lose lose real ground i haven't looked at their schedules so all what it shapes up like early but i, I wouldn't want to be behind the eight ball to start the season in the west at all
0: yeah and you know you mentioned the the lack of honesty right there with uh with David Griffin, a lot of the reaction when it first came out that he had a broken foot was, when did this, like he had a broken foot? Why, why did we just hear about it then instead of when it actually happened? Um, And I'm pulling up the schedule here for, for New Orleans right now. And here's what they've got. They kick off their season against, they go 76ers, Bulls, Wolves, Wolves, Hawks, Kings, Uh, Knicks, that's the month of October for them,
1: all right. So, not Not the worst completely undoable, right? It's not not horrible, but I mean, they put it let me ask you this are they better than Minnesota without Zion? I don't think so.
0: I I wouldn't, I wouldn't peg them to be better. And I mean, with him,
1: yeah, I'd probably say they're better. Uh, no, and that's not even by a huge amount I think Minnesota has a chance to be okay this year so yeah that it's that's yeah I don't know man I this leaves me feeling really uneasy for for the Pelicans and for for their and and
0: here's the other thing and just to to finish off this topic Uh, you've got the 29th Kings right then you have the Knicks right but then the Suns the Kings the Warriors the Mavs the Thunder then you've got the Nets then you have the Grizzlies that my point is you could be looking at a lot of Western Conference teams that in theory you might be fighting for seeding and you're going to be playing them potentially without Zion. So what we're talking about now is not just taking a loss on your record, but putting a W onto the record of one of your competitors if you're not able to make up for the loss of Zion Williamson. That's where this can really compound, right? That's where you do double damage because say, let's say you wind up at the end of the season in a close race for the play-in spot with the Kings and you gave the Kings two wins on their record and two losses on yours because you were missing Zion the first couple of weeks of the season, that couldn't matter.
1: Yeah. Well, then you said Minnesota's in there twice yes, too, right? Yes, Minnesota so twice as well. Two, two tiebreakers, mm-hmm. right? That'll come into play as well uh, with these guys. This is why too, this is just a, uh, I'll do a mini soapbox mm-hmm. rant here. I hate when the NBA schedule, and I get it, making the NBA schedule is an absolute nightmare. Actually, have a friend who that's part of what he works on uh, for the league. I get it. But when teams play other teams, two, three, sometimes even the whole season series is done in the span of like a month or two, it's the worst because if you hit a team like this, right, Zion's out. let's, Let's be positive. And let's say he's only out for a month to start the year. He's back by the end of November. Well, he's right around Thanksgiving. Now these teams might have got through, and now they don't. They're never going to have to play them, or they're going to have to play him, or to play him yeah. once or maybe twice, and those kind of things. And I, it's it's a little easier to swallow when it's a um, uh, a cross conference game, right? Because. There are only two of right. those each year. So you kind of, you know, hey, if it happens, it happens. But when, when it's a division team or another conference team, we got to do better about spreading those out. There's there's six months of this season. We got to be able to spread it out across these six months somehow. You should not be playing multiple teams, you know, and I get they're trying to do the travel thing and all that. So I fully get that. But there's just got to be ways we can do this. Better.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about your guy, Marcus Smart suspended sounds like he missed the team flight and so he is suspended now suspended for a preseason game like how big of a punishment sure. is that really but but it's still public and you know he missed the flight that's not it's not a good thing but uh, no. and uh, you know there could be worse punishments certainly than hey you have to rest for a preseason game which we probably might have rested you for anyway right
1: <laughs> well he was going to play cuz he was uh, on a scheduled rest day yesterday okay. in Orlando so what how, how the story has come out is he missed the flight to Orlando. He then later caught up with the team uh, here in Orlando. Uh, he was not going to play yesterday because he Ian doka said he picked one of the four preseason games. That happened to be the one where he's going to sit most of the veteran players. Mm-hmm. And it turned into uh, every veteran that wasn't Ennis Cantor, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Jabari Parker. Uh, so if you had more than uh, three years in the league, you weren't – you. You were out other than
0: those. Few I guys. saw you tweeting and about I that gave... game last night and then I noticed your tweets started yeah, to focus more and more on U.S. soccer. And I was like, that's there's a reason <laughs> <Yeah>. for that. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: I had uh, two screens going. I started to lose a little bit of interest. If anybody reads my takeaways from Celtics blog, there wasn't a lot from the fourth quarter <laughs> going on in there um in that one. So, but yeah, but. So a couple things you can take from this is one, you know, not a good look for Marcus Smart, not good stuff. right? You, you can't, how do you miss team flights? Like That's not great. Um, the second thing I would say is, though, good on Ime Udoka, because this would have been very easy to say, hey, don't let it happen again. If it was a regular season game, it could have cost us a yep. game, blah, 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 blah. But he didn't. He basically said, saying, hey, we're going to suspend you. You're going to lose a little bit of money here, because uh, you're going to lose a game check for being suspended. And we're gonna go so now the bigger concern right now for the celtics is jalen brown and now horford uh udoka continues to say jalen brown is feeling really good sounds like he's been asymptomatic um and they think they will have him for opening mm-hmm. night uh right. next week uh horford he all they're saying is it's close and now a lot of people have been saying but isn't there you know back amount of days uh, quarantine time and this and that the reality is, we just because they announced it on—I don't remember what day they announced—but if they announced that he had COVID on Monday, that doesn't mean he hadn't already been quarantined for uh-huh. a couple of days. So that's a that that's more of the the thing we don't know with all of this stuff. So we got to look at it. I mean, even the more kind of um, you know innocent or not innocent, a benign type injury like Patrick Williams sprained ankle the Bulls even said, you know, it's going to be x amount of weeks and then they came back to like, "Oh yeah, but this actually happened 2 weeks ago." Right. You know, so those are the things we don't know about uh as you're trying to kind of build out timelines on this. But my guess is Brown will be ready to go opening night. Horford probably not, but hopefully shortly thereafter.
0: Right. Hopefully they are good to go uh as soon as possible. I mean, we never want to hear about players being sidelined with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Terrence Mann, Keith, you had some numbers on the Terrence Mann extension. We talked about that the other day. Yeah. It's a pretty good deal and uh, a pretty straightforward numbers wise. I was looking over what you put out there.
1: Yeah. So what happened with Terrence Mann is just to clear this up, because there was a little bit of confusion about this where people weren't, I don't think, fully following what happened because it was, it was a little unique. So he opted into it to... Or the team opted him into his team option for next season, the 22, 23 season at 1.9 million. That was the final year of his, uh, multi-year minimum contract right. deal that he signed. Then they're adding two years on top of that at 11 point or 10.6 million and 11.4 million. Um, that's how you get to basically 22 million total. Um, that's, um, what he'll be on, uh, for those two years, both years, fully guaranteed, uh, no options, no, uh, guarantees in there and no, nothing like that it's all fully guaranteed no bonuses any of that so good good deal for terrence man we already talked about his impact there but the official numbers are now out and you know the clippers are doing did i think did well with locking him up to what is essentially by the time we get into those years a few years from now that will essentially be the mid-level
0: and uh- I mean, this could wind up being a steal, right, for them, based on, based on his trajectory so far. And he's, he's impressed. And who knows, he might level off. He might keep going up and become this quasi-star level player. I mean, you never know with these guys, right? But we're talking about them paying him that money, not this year, not next year, the year after that. Two years from now, that's when this kicks in. So we, we're not thinking about, I mean, you could make the argument that as he is right now, he might be worth that money. Right. When we based on what we've seen from him two years from now, in theory, he'll have continued to improve and he could then be a bargain on that contract.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very much could be that. That's the thing, too. You got to kind of consistently be reframing these deals when you start seeing things like really ten and a half million for Terrence Mann. He was a role player, But when you look at it, if he continues to grow and improve, that's mid-level money, and he's going to get that from somebody yep. if he's that good because he's a wing who can play. He can do a lot of different things with the ball in his hands. I think people forget, too, Terrence Mann had a little bit of a slow start in the NBA because he he was um, drafted in the second round. But he did a lot of stuff at Florida State with the ball and all this. So if people who watched him play quite a bit in college, they're not quite as shocked as um, how well he has played um to this point.
0: Yeah, he's he's really been been good. And like I said, from what we've seen in preseason so far, it's he's been the guy to kind of take over yeah. for for uh Kawhi letter. Not that he's you know replacing Kawhi or anything like that, sure. but he's been absorbing some of that volume in terms of uh, the offense. So yeah.
1: I bet he starts. Yeah,
0: I uh, think that's he my does. Guess.
1: Because I don't think they want to start Bledsoe and Jackson together as a lot of people thought. I think it's just too small and not enough defense in that backcourt. Um, so it, not that Bledsoe is a bad defender, but his defensive effort kind of comes and goes. Uh, so I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, man, going to lock in that starting spot. Maybe not opening night, but probably within
0: a few weeks. I, I agree, and I think that he's got a shot to go the distance. <laughs> well, Sorry, had to do it. Had to do it. (laughs) All right. uh, That was a field of dreams joke for anybody out there that is, uh, you know, too young to remember that movie. Look it up. Uh, Armani Brooks signs a four-year deal with the Houston Rockets. Uh, Thoughts on this one. So far, all we know from what I've seen so far, all we know is that the first year is guaranteed. There are guaranteed dates on the following years. So there's some partial guarantees in here, potentially some non-guaranteed money as well, which makes sense. Uh, yep. but what do you think the rockets locking him up for four years? Potentially.
1: All right. If you're watching front office show, you know, you're going to put up with some cap nerd stuff here and this was fun. That's um, what they're here for. What, yeah. Right. That's why you're here. Um, This was fun, what the Rockets did with with this uh, whole process. So Armani Brooks was on a two-way contract with the Rockets last year. They signed him this offseason to a camp deal, which was a non-guaranteed contract, which had the ability to be converted to a a, um, two-way deal. So what happened um, here was you cannot take a player from a camp contract and sign them to a new contract. It's not allowed. Um, So what they would have had to do was they would have had to waive Amarni Brooks in that situation, expose him to waivers. Uh, This guy actually played pretty well too. I know a lot of people probably weren't watching the Rockets at the end of last year, but he averaged 11 points per game down the stretch of the season Mm -hmm. and he can shoot the crap out of the ball. So, Good chance he would not have made it through waivers. Somebody probably would have claimed him. Fifty six percent from
0: three so far. I'm sorry to interrupt there, but fifty six percent from three yo, so far yeah. in preseason. Not sustainable, obviously, yeah. but the, the, no, the dude can shoot.
1: Yeah, he's he's gonna be a guy who's in the forties if yeah. he gets consistent minutes in the NBA. Um, so what they did to avoid that process was they waived a two way player, Tyler Bay which opened a two-way spot. Then they convert Brooks to a two-way. I'm getting really excited. I like this. Um, (laughs) Then they, now Brooks is on a two-way. So that happened yesterday. Today, they sign him because you can sign a player from a two-way to a standard contract. So they signed him from the two-way to a standard contract. So it's a, it's a couple step process to get around that idea of waiving him and exposing him to being claimed on waivers. So they were able to work, work through that and around and that gets him um, uh, to the, to the Rockets on this four-year deal because it's a four-year deal and they're over the cap. They had to dip into some of their mid-level exception to do this, but they're about, they but the start of the day they were about six million under the tax line, so it'll be now probably about four and a half million or so under the tax line. So not the end of the world. Um, they should be fine with with everything they need to do. What they will need to do though now is they're going to have to eat a fully guaranteed contract oh. because they do have fifteen of them. But if we remember Dante Exum, which who not saying he will be the one uh for sure. Um, but Dante Exum, his contract is very incentive laden. Um so they could get out of that for fairly cheaply. Um and there's been a lot of buzz that it could maybe be Daniel House. Um some people are thinking, but there's rumors that they've offered him an extension recently. So so we'll see, you know, where where this all kind of comes together. But uh the Rockets uh you know fun little transaction to lock up a guy who this is the kind of guy you should have when you're rebuilding.
0: They had to jump through some hoops in order to get it done, but they did figure out a way to make it happen. And that's, you know what? It takes a creative front office sometimes in order to yeah. figure out ways to get things done, to, to bend the, well, they didn't even really bend the rules. They played within the rules, but, yeah. but they just had to execute a few things in order to get this done. Uh Speaking of which we've got the Hornets signing Leangelo ball to their G league squad. So that's, I mean, that's, Interesting here, staying with uh, LaMelo Ball. So you've got two of them together. Will they, you know, collect the third ball infinity stone and, <laughs> and somehow bring Lonzo aboard at some point? Who knows? But for right now. Only, you...
1: only if they can also get the Zellers and the Plumleys.
0: I oh, want only brothers. Yep.
1: And bring back the, the other Martin twin. They get the That's right. And there
0: we go the Lopez team of balls you're Lopez's,
1: right. Martins, Plumleys and Zellers.
0: And, well, let's get uh, let's add in the uh, the Moray as well, the the Morris yeah, twins. True. Let's let's get them My, on
1: board. Yeah. I was going to say they're getting a little old, but so sort of the Lopez's. Do you know I know yeah, you're you're not going to look right now. This is complete yeah. aside. What season do you think though those two are going into right now? The Morris twins? No, the Lopez. Oh.
0: Brothers. 15? That's
1: oh, my fourteen. Guess. So okay, I was close. I was close. I was surprised. I felt like it was probably closer to like eleven or twelve. But yeah, year fourteen for Brooke and Robin.
0: I'm so old I remember when Brooke Lopez didn't shoot threes. Oh you know? yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> that was a pre pre lakers that, that was a that was a long time ago. I guess
1: the, the last year with the Nets is yep. when he started. It is crazy. To, now we're way off the rails, but let's let's continue down this uh side side track here for a minute. <laughs> He, it is crazy to me that Brook Lopez went from never taking threes yep. unless it was a late clock bailout or heave to all of a sudden he started shooting them. And not only that, but making them at a ridiculously high clip. Yeah. Like I did that from never taking them to taking mostly threes. It, it's an unbelievable career transition.
0: And it was just and it wasn't like. Over time, it was like one season no. he suddenly just went. Yep. It wasn't like Jason Kidd, where Jason Kidd at the beginning of his career was like, Oh, terrible shooting threes, eventually yep. got better and better and better. And then by the end of his career, he was mostly taking only threes. It was like Brooke Lopez woke up one day and said, Hey, guys, I'm a three point shooter. Watch this. And they went, Oh, cool. Yep. All right. Well, that's what you do now, right? Like that's it's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Speaking of shooting while we're on the Bucks, I'm going to go down another Uh-oh. track.
0: Did you see Giannis last night? I did not.
1: Did, did did you? Oh,
0: go find the highlights. are okay.
1: floating around on oh, Twitter. Oh no! Wait, wait! wait. I you did see that.
0: Like, I did see that. I know what you're talking about. The little move that he put <laughs> put on, and then the pull up jumper. Yeah, in the jump yes.
1: in the post up, into the mm-hmm. I If in in it's funny. So I'm in the I'm I'm probably about three quarters of the way uh through reading marin fader's um book Giannis, um it's unbelievable book go buy it it is so good um she crafts such a great story really good storyteller really cool interviews that she got to put that book together but reading that book it is no surprise to me now that if he starts knocking in jump shots on a regular basis because one of the things that that comes out of that is he would practice the same move thousands of times when he was learning how to play basketball Mm -hmm. until he got it down. And it was like, I'm not leaving the gym until I figure this out. And now all of a sudden we're seeing him knock down off the dribble, fall away, jump shots and like spinning jumpers in the paint and stuff. That's if that's in his bag now, as the kids say, forget it. We're, we're done. He's only 26 too. So, I mean, it, like, I, just you're not gonna be able to do anything with him. Your best bet will be let him shoot and just hope he misses. It's Kind of like where it that's, was with LeBron in you know the middle of his career, where he's like, God, "If he wants to take jump shots, hope for the best and hope he's off tonight." But yeah, it's uh, unbelievable. Go, go find those highlights. That's right. I don't even remember what we were talking.
0: Uh, about. Well, we got we were on. Well, Giannis – I mean the Giannis jumper. That's it's Happy Gilmore learning how to putt. Like, uh oh. We're, you know, we're in big, big trouble and that happens. But, uh, but we got there from Armani Brooks. Oh no, we got there from the Angelo ball, uh, from, li- ball, from him yeah. getting sick. Oh, cause I wanted all the brothers. That's right. You want all the yes. brothers. And then next thing you know, we were on the Lopez yeah, and then shooting threes match. and then to, and then to Giannis <laughs> that, that was, that was uh, like when you go
1: on Wikipedia. And then if you ever go back, 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 back to see how you ended up on the article you ended up on. So, yeah.
0: Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So jello to, to the, um, to the uh Hornets, he's gonna get waived. He's not gonna be on the Hornets regular season roster. No. Um, he'll report to the Greensboro Swarm as an affiliate player. They were going to to try to make that happen anyway. But what happens, I don't think people still fully grasp that when players sign with the G League, they sign with the league itself. They don't sign with the individual teams. And what happens in the case of uh, of Ball's case in mm-hmm. that that he would come in and be draft eligible, and any team in the league could draft him. So you could have the main Celtics could draft him and screw up these whole plans for him to play near his brother and in right. the same organization. But if you sign a guy, have him at camp, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit to end the show yep. here, you can waive him and then designate him as an affiliate player, and then you get his rights. Uh, automatically when he signs with the G League and he's automatically assigned to your team. So the Hornets basically said, you know what, we're not going to take the risk of somebody else coming in here and then drafting him and saying, all right, trade us a G League draft pick or another G League player or something along those lines. They're just taking care of it themselves, which is a smart play. There's no reason not to do
0: this. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no reason not to. And uh, and so it's something that you might as well do. And then you mentioned that we're going to finish things out here. Talking kind of about a situation similar to this, we saw this happen just now with the Lakers. Uh, they signed yeah. within 24 hours. They signed Frank Mason the third. Well, first they waived Mac McClung, uh, then they signed Frank Mason the third. Mac McClung is expected to wind up with the South Bay Lakers. Uh, they signed Frank Mason the third to an Exhibit Ten deal, and then it wasn't even 24 hours. They waived Frank yeah. Mason the third. Uh, and I was trying to explain this to people that the reason why they're doing that, signing him, is they're getting him on that Exhibit 10 deal, which then gives him a little bit of extra money if he goes to the South Bay Lakers and then stays there for a period of time. I believe it's two months. Um, so that's the purpose behind that. We look at that and we go, wait, what? this guy must have just come in and done something terrible immediately <laughs> and got cut instantly. No, this was all planned. This is just kind of the way you have to play the game in order to get the player where you want them.
1: Yeah, as fun as we kind of like the idea, like he walked in and Frank Vogel called a play and he like rifled the ball off the back of LeBron's head and was like, I'm out of here. Like, that would be funny. But no, that's not what happened here. This is happening all over the NBA. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. And this is the kind of thing right now that is happening all around the NBA. And it's just a sign that the G League is growing in its standing. It's becoming an even greater tool for NBA teams to build out their rosters. We're seeing teams start to pay more attention to their G League affiliates, and they're using it more and more for building out their rosters moving forward. I think that's a great thing, not just for the NBA but for basketball as well. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap things up for us today. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Don't forget to turn on those notifications as well and like this video. video. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you follow us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you're listening to podcasts. Till next time, stay safe and see you.